thanks for joining us. This is episode 14 of VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. You can watch us on VIP YouTube or Spotify where you can download, listen on audio if you are going out to work at the moment. And if you're sitting at home on furlough, it's a great way to spend 25 minutes. I'm Steve Lillis with me this week. My co-host, as always, top journalist um, John Evans. Our very special guest this week, one of the world's leading promoters, a man who is a citizen of the world. I think he's lived on the African continent, London, Hamburg, perhaps Austria. Um, he'll tell me some more. Kale Sowland, how are you, Kale? <laughs> how are you, gents? I'm delighted and honoured to be on the show today, not only with you two, but on this amazing concept. I'm very, very excited to go pillar to post with you on, uh, on six hot topics. <laughs> I'm raring to go, so yes, I can't wait. I tell you what I've got to ask you, and John might have something to ask you in a minute. Um, you, you've been around in boxing. We were talking before we recorded when you was a little boy having dinner in Highgate with John McGarvey and these guys. Boxing is a big village. You've known that. Your dad would have told you that as a kid. There's no secrets, but nobody saw you swooping for Chris Eubank. How did you keep that quiet? Well, you know, I, I learned at an early age in boxing, when you're onto something good, you just don't talk. You don't even tell the dog. So we, we were on that for a few months. You know, we've always had a good relationship and uh, the time was, was right. And, you know, um, we're, we're delighted. We're, we're psyched up and souped up to, to go for a big 2021, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think you just learn in boxing as less information is the best way, you know? So that's that's all I can say on it. When are we going to see him perhaps in action? Because I think you might need a crowd to for this sort of stuff. Ah, no, 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 no. We've got a game plan. We've got a game plan that is COVID-proof. And uh, you'll you'll see him out in, in a couple of months, you know? It's, we, we, we're not going to hold back. I want him fighting three times this year. And that's big fights as well. You know, Golovkin... We were talking about Eubank Jr. last week and the matchups at middleweight, every single one of them is a crowd pleaser for Eubank style, isn't it? Is he just going straight in the mix or are you going to, are you going to give him a fight to break him back in or are you just throwing him straight I, in? I, I, I think in an ideal world, you give him a fight to break him in. Yeah. Um, but we also know it is, you know, it's tough times at the moment to, to, to get fights, to get action. So, you know, we're going to have to look a little bit and be creative, you know. I think we've got a, we we set our stalls high with with what we want, but that's what we want to do. We've said we want Golovkin this year. We've talked about Kel Brook potentially. We've talked about there's Liam Williams out there. There's uh, Marata. You know, there's some great fights to make. And I think whatever you think of Eubank Junior, I know he's Marmite for some, but you know he draws, and, and it's it's all about talking points in our sport it's all about you know it's not just the lovers it's the haters as well you've got to take them with you know and um that's fine that's fine um and that's something that we think that captures the attention and that's why he's you know he's done some great numbers in the past and he's going to do some good numbers this year from a business point of view but from a sports point of view he needs to get in the ring you know that's that's key that's key right um well, anyone listening to Bell to Bell for the first time, six topics, as Calais introduced that uh, earlier on, six hot topics, three-minute rounds each, and at the end of three rounds, three minutes, what happens, John? You get the bell. 
And didn't want you, Cully. Johnny serious with a bell. Imagine that lunatic you promote, Bramer, looking at you the wrong way, as I said to you on the first on a, a night out. That is John when that bell rings. He might let you go over the top on the on the final round if he's in a good mood. He'll either say you end or you can continue round six. If it's a draw everywhere, we can you can fight after the bell. Round one, John. Um, you're gonna kick us off as usual. I am. Let's just get the timer going. Right, let's talk about um, the imagination that some promoters have shown over the lockdown period. I just wonder if a few have just missed a little bit of a trick. You know, when we first came through, we had the show's uh, uh, matchroom fight camp, and it was a little bit of a novelty with the TV studio settings, and we weren't quite sure how fighters would respond to it. Uh, I think the fighters actually deserve a little bit of credit because we've seen some much more high-profile fights than I thought. But I do just wonder if the novelty's worn off. We're now into the same routine that we were in before lockdown. We get prospects against journeymen. We get we might get a domestic 10-rounder. Then we might get fringe world title and, a, and then possibly a world title fight at the end. Um, I just wonder if a little bit more imagination might have brought boxing more to a captive audience. You know, maybe we could have had um, prospects not being shown live on the cards. Maybe show them... Uh, pre-recorded and put them out midweek with a little featurette to try and build some characters. If people have got to be locked in a house, why not lock them in together and get a contender type series going? Let's try and build some names. So I'm just wondering if Callie, with the reputation German shows have got for being theatrical events, have you tried to think of any unique ideas? Of, as John, I think, I know, I've, only got, I've, only, I've only got a couple of minutes here, so I'm going to have to get straight going. Get your point but we've got to look at the way it's delivered. And in boxing, the reason boxing has even survived at some, some way, shape or form, and actually it's put on some pretty big fights in 2020, is because boxing also has a media revenue. So boxing has three revenue streams. Media rights, i.e. TV, blah, 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 blah. Sponsorship, gate, right? The gate was gone 2020. So you were relying purely on the media. So you are dealing with companies that have their own issues, yeah, and, you know, obviously media houses also going through complete turmoil last year, and like every, most people were. So it was a very difficult time to get anything out of it. It was very slow moving. I can tell you this from behind the scenes with media companies, very slow moving. So to try and, to, to try and do something out of the box was very difficult. We floated quite a few little concepts around, um, you know, different, different, con different ideas of the way law boxing is normally done but very unreceptive on the media side of things because they were trying to work out themselves where they were going. In terms of the boxing, I've got to say, a lot of fights did end up getting made last year. So I think the promoters have performed. I don't think anyone made much money last year. And, you know, promoters, we like to also try and earn as well at the same time. That didn't happen last year. I think everyone stuck together. The promoters realised there's no money in the year. The fighters realised they took pay cuts. They all got out. Most of them got out. And the ones who didn't were happy to wait for this year. So I, I understand where you're coming from, but I can tell you one thing. I did the first fight between the number one, two in the division in the WBSS final. The work to get those people flown into the country around the whole COVID circumstances, different sides of the pond, all, so difficult. It took us ages to make. We put all the bells and whistles on it. Time up. <laughs> uh, I think um, I got my point over, though. My, my first one, again, I think John will be quiet and Callie have a say here. Um, is Josh Warrington, I feel he's a bit of a victim here, not getting his, uni his unification against Kanzu. And first they were meant to fight December the 5th, and then 
you know, for some reason, Eddie couldn't get that together, um, you know, which happens, as Kelly said, it's been hard for promoters working. I think they've done very well, all of them, every single one of you. In, in, uh, every single one. Um, but they couldn't get it away. And then it's going to happen. The first excuse, Leo Santa Cruz wouldn't relinquish his WBA featherweight after he lost to Javonta Davis, which he's entitled to after being told he would. Kanzu had signed a contract with the super title as well as the IBF. Now we're getting told he wants more money behind closed doors. I just feel more could have been done to help Josh here because I don't think with Leo Santa Cruz that Al Eamon's going to do Eddie any favours in the sense he's a rival in America now. You know, he's got Showtime and Fox on TV. Eddie's got his app and his streaming company, which he's doing really well with. And I wonder, you know, are Golden Boy really going to try and push Zoo to come with, you know, without no crowds or anything, if they got might have something else for him, given that Canelo's now fighting on, on Eddie's show. And I wonder if, you know... Josh has been a victim, maybe, of Eddie's sort of, um, you know, back, not Eddie's fault at all. It's other people stopping it. Is he a victim of Eddie's wars in America? Now he's got Mauricio Lara. It seems from looking at Kid Galahad's Twitter as the IBF mandatory, he's kicking up a fuss. I just wonder what you, what you think, Callie. Am I being too hard on the promoter? I think, no, I think, I think, I think we've got to look at it this way. I, I, I have to take the promoters out of the equation on this. We have to look. We always argue about these belts, about... Super champ, this champ. Now, this is an IBF situation. I've been in hundreds of these, especially back in the Klitschko days. I remember with mandatories and waiting on the mandatories and this special exceptional. The, the thing is, the IBF doesn't use a super championship. So if you follow the rules of boxing, the idea of rankings and mandatories is that you get your shot once a year against the champion. Old school rule. Obviously, it's been diluted through... Uh, they made a uh, super champion, they made interim champion, whatever. The IBF doesn't do that. It sticks to the original rule of once a year. Actually, I think it's one, even nine months the IBF. There is a mandatory. The champion can call for a special exception, pays a fee, can normally do one defense on top in that cycle. If we go away from that, though, we've got to go into a system and we're going to allow, allow that to be broken, which I'm not a fan of. Because I think it's good. I know it doesn't work at the moment for Josh. And I think the, the whole uh, Tan Tzu... Uh, I'm going. The time. Your first topic. Oh, I didn't have enough time on that one. That one was unfair, man. I was just getting to the point. You know, go on, uh, Kelly. Your first topic. We'll go back to it at the end. First, if you've been in we'll there. We'll go back at the end. Because I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. It's, it's the opposite, both sides. So, right. Okay. Uh, we have got a punching celebs. Right, is one of my chosen topics. Uh, YouTubers and celebrities. I'll just give you quickly, because I've realised these three minutes go fast. <laughs> I am in favour of letting YouTubers have fights yeah. with each other. With proper camps and, and getting a licence and getting themselves licensed. I see no difference to a young guy picking up a pair of gloves just because he's been a YouTuber or whatever he's doing, uh, football or whatever. You can go and do that. That nothing should stop a human being from trying to become a professional boxer. A YouTuber is, is no different to, to a kid coming off the street and wanting to fight, learning to fight. You know, we've got the heavyweight champion of the world at the moment. He picked up his gloves very late in his career. The one Tyson was, was born with a set of gloves, but Joshua took it up late. No, no reason to stop him. But stop, please, the lunacy of which is so obviously mismatching. It's not even mismatching. It's ridiculous 
You know, to hear a YouTuber calling out one of the greatest fighters of all time is bananas. It's not sellable. It's for me, it's, a, it's an insult on our intelligence. But I am, I'm in favor of bringing YouTubers in in terms of bringing young audiences looking at the sport of boxing. When I say young, I'm talking very young. Uh, and that's a chance for boxing. If they want to do it, if they want to do it, they've got to do it the right way and not take powder puff and they've got to do a proper way to get licensed and get licensed and have a fight. They want to have a fight. I'm all good for it with it. That's that's my my sense. Over to you, gents. Would yeah, you? I, 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 we see a lot of people saying our YouTubers are using boxing to push the profile. I just wonder when the first time one of these matches does get made and the boxer decides to use the YouTuber to build his profile and really does a serious number on him. Can you imagine the hits that it'd get if, if Floyd decided to really put don't, load don't, of instead of playing the game, he decided to make him a highlight reel? Could kill him. Could kill yeah. him. Could, could absolutely get him, but those those matches must not be licensed. That's the difference. That's, exactly. that's yeah. man it's on man, and it's fair. The game. Yeah, but I've had I've had world title fights turned down because people have said it shouldn't be licensed. You know, I, I <laughs> mismatches, but this is the same thing. I mean, you know, to say it's like me saying I'm going to go play. You know, I can play a bit of tennis. I'm going to have a, have a tennis match with Roger Federer. But the difference is, you can get seriously injured on this. Did anyone see the sort of semi-celeb match the other night when Stephen Wall boxed the world's strongest man? I did, I did. But we can't talk about it, Steve, because that's the time. Oh! <laughs> I didn't see that one, I didn't see that one. Well, let's go about... Um... My eyeballs are good, that's how I'd say. Eyeballs are good, but in the right way. They are. Let's earn... My shoulders sagged a little bit this week when I saw Deontay Wilder's being linked with Charles Martin. And I think if American boxers are going to get back into being right at the top of a food chain at heavyweight, we can't be having fights like that. Um, you've got three recognisable or three world-class heavyweights in America. You've got Wilder, Hunter and Andy Ruiz. At the moment, those three guys are running the risk of just being sidelined for a, a long time while we get Usyk, Joshua, Fury, White, Povetkin, while they dominate the division for a while. I think there's one fight that can bring American heavyweights back into being real players. And I think it's for two losers. I think we've got to get Wilder against Andy Ruiz. I think it brings attention to American heavyweight boxing. I think it's an John, exciting fight. John, you know, I've got, I've got to jump fight. in. I've only got three minutes. I've got, to, I've, got, I've, got to get my, I've got to get my point over here. I'm with you. I understand. But I understand from a, from a career point of view, Wilder was very clever not to take that Fury fight now. He yeah. took an absolute beating. He needs exactly that type of fight, a Martin fight now, to get himself back. By the way, I'm following the Martin situation because I've got Hergovic at number four. So yes. Martin is number one. Yeah. So if you look at it on paper, it's a perfect sort of comeback. I wouldn't say tune-up fight. It's a bit disrespectful, but it's a perfect fight for Wilder no, to get back into the mix. Buy anything so the from it, against the... I would personally, I think we all know who wins the fight. You know, yeah. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, Martin was, you know, <laughs> he's number one in the official world rankings. Whether we agree with that or not, that's what his position is. I understand why they're doing it, you know. Um, I think the same promoter, you know, and it's, and, but Deontay needs a couple of fights. That confidence for someone who's unbeaten and has that KO record over so many years and gets manhandled and, and completely, we've seen the psychological reaction on these things from him. 
you've got to worry about the man with some of the things he's saying. So to build him up again, to put him in with a Ruiz, I think it's a step too far. You, you need to you, you need to fight in the twin. got. You think Deontay's got another run for, of two years in him, or is it just a case? If, of... he, if he does, he's, he is crashed. You know, look at those clips of him talking at the moment. I mean, that is you know, forget lockdown. We're all going a bit mad, but I mean, that's on the verge of insanity. One of them was like a cult calling. You know, it was. I was watching. I'm thinking. It's just like some satanic message or something. It was insane, insanity. And, uh, and that, for me, he needs, he needs a couple of fights, get him back in the groove, and then he gets back again. Great champion over quite a few years. Massive puncher. I'm not buying the well, biggest puncher ever in boxing or whatever. That's rubbish. He got his point across. Sure. Go on, Steve. Um, art of matchmaking. Um I think we're in an era you particularly see it on small hall shows in England. I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know what sort of small shows, smaller shows there are in Germany, um, you know, Scandinavia, Calais. But, you know, we see a lot of this box rack matchmaking. Someone just goes to the bottom of box rack, get someone in. They know a kid who sells a few tickets can win. You know, it's... it's, it's Nothing it's, like a matchmaker, Steve. Nothing. Do you remember before box rack, before the internet... John, you were too young for this. Pudg- there was something called Pudgilato. Do you remember yeah, Pudgilato? It was the boxing bible. As a kid, I would wait. Or it always came out in January, I think. I would wait to see who was on the cover of Pudgilato. Pudgilato was basically box wreck in a book. It was an Italian who was doing it. Facts. Ralph Citro's fight facts I used to get. And when I first started on the Daily Sport... You'd subscribe to that because you go to the press conference, your dad and Mickey Duff would call, and yeah. Mickey Duff would say, This guy's never been knocked out. And there's about five knockout losses. But, but, no, and, 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 and the thing was, they only updated him exactly so often. <laughs> so you relied on these matchmakers. I mean, Don Majeski is one for me, one of the best matchmakers in the state. Listen, I, if you sit with Don, he has a book, a black book. Actually, I've got one here. It looks exactly like that. Right? Black book like this, but he's got about four of them. He's all in the pocket, and he has got. Good left hand, you know, uh, per, you know, he's got every little bit of thing. So I, if you want to call someone up, you call your matchmaker up. You need a good matchmaker. Yeah. And that's, that, that is, I can tell you, we've, we've built so many champions from bottom up uh, throughout our, our history in, in promotions. And, and without a matchmaker, because we think we know it all as a promoter, you do not, my friends. You've got to be doing your time, you know. And, it, and this, these guys have got been doing it from actually physically flying all over the place for no reason on their own money to go and watch boxing, not because just they're boxing nerds, but because they actually, that's the source of information. You know, that was where the talent got. Now it's, you know, go box rate or box. The box rate rankings, I can't make head or tail of them. You can win a fight and go down. You know, it's, 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 it's bizarre. It's a great service, by the way. I use it a hell of a lot to check up on fighters. I don't look at the rankings much because I don't make much of them. But you can, obviously, for the records, it's great. You can say, oh, we lost to this one. You can get a gauge. But it won't tell you what what type of a fight you're going to put. And if you're building up a fighter, you don't just want to know if he's going to win. You want to know. Before he fights for a world title, he's got to fight someone who's who's tall, short, skinny, fat, uh, southpaw, uh, dirty fighter, technician, puncher. You want him to have been in every situation so that when that call comes for a world title, boom, he's ready. And not, oh, oh he's never fought a southpaw before. Oh, that's not good. You need to make match your... That's your oh, investment. I Sorry, end up. Start my point about Conor Ben. I'm going to have Conor <laughs> Ben next week as a topic, John. Remember? Go on, Cully. 
Can you see off Kelly, your last one? Okay. One that's close to my heart. I worked with him for a lot. Don't, we can't start the three minutes. Is he started already? Are we started? Right. You get a little bit of time. Three, it's the last equal, round. Equal pay. Women. Right. But it's not just equal pay. Equal platform in the sport. Right. My argumentation is the women need three-minute rounds. That's more or less the point I'm trying to bring over here today. They need it. They deserve it. They train for it. They train harder than men. But for this sport, female boxing, to be on the same level as the men, it has to be three-minute rounds. It's a media sport. Like I said before, you rely on the media money. You've got two-minute rounds. It simply isn't as good as the three-minute round. Everyone knows that. You need... And look, by the way, the females, once again, they are as skilled and as tra 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 more dedicated to the men in a lot of them. Because a lot of them at the moment are starting to work at nine to five and then go boxing and be a world champion all at the same time. So my point, equal pay, but we need to get to equal pay via making that media product as sexy as the, as the men's product. And that is simple. Three minute rounds. Bring it on. John, do you I mean, sorry, John Calais. Do you think, I mean, Eddie did that great show with the, the girls, that, 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 the, the women boxers that headline, and it got great figures because Sky put it on all its various platforms. It may have even gone on a free-to-air channel. I'm not sure. I can, I can, you, you've got great experience of staging women's boxing well before it got popular over here with Scandinavia and in Germany. Do you think it's going to work over here, them sort of shows that Eddie had, one, that show, like that show that had, you know, with predominantly women at the box office for ticket sales. It will, only on the three-minute round basis, because the sport is a totally different one on a three-minute round basis. You need, you need the characters. The women seem to have an abundance of cool characters to promote, authentic characters. I can tell you, Regina Halmisch in Germany in the late 90s, 2000s, she did... Bigger gates, viewing numbers, eight, nine, ten million, was a multi-million dollar star and did everything on the basis of her character, the way, but you've got to be able to sell them. And in this country, especially in the UK in particular, no one is interested in those two minute rounds. It's far too short. Far if you too short. At, if, if you look at um, UFC, UFC just integrated the women in with the same, same rounds, same rules. Same. Five round so, championship fights, so. and now you can get oh, well, women headline big pay per view events, and no one bats an eye. Go in a gym, watch them train. Yeah. I've seen them spot they're complete. Some of them are total beasts, animals, animals. They make, us, they like make us men look like fairies. Oh, yeah, believe yeah. I've, I've, I've seen it with my own eyes, Kelly. And we're getting now, we're getting girls coming through. I think we're getting girls like Ellie Scott near coming. They're going to capture people as imagination. We've been waiting for um, the female Ricky Hatton to come through with the crowd get behind. That could be Scottney. We're waiting for a female knockout artist. Three minute rounds would only help that. And as soon as Absolutely. these different characters and, and different skill sets are coming, all of a sudden you've got a product that's just as good as the men's. Yeah, and, 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 and they want it. They want it. The women want it. It's, it's yeah. like, that should be protests on the street for this. <laughs> I think also, what the three minutes... Well, After lockdown, of course. So <laughs> I agree with you on the three minutes round, and I know it's something... You might have discussed this, Calais, with Buncey. He's big on the three-minute round. But I think they also need... We need more of them boxing because we need these rivalries where they're going to have three series of series of fights. Like Katie Taylor's... Oh, I apologise. Like the Belgian lady, the Belgian girl she's met a couple of times. We need these rivalries 
to capture public imagination. We've seen far too many of them turning over and we're getting girls imported. Okay, we'll go back to what we were saying about box rec matchmaking, who are in it. Yeah, but let me, let me, but Steve, Steve, the thing is, the, the talent, when we started with female boxing in the 90s, the talent was shit. You had a few really good ones, but you, it, you had to get an opponent was impossible. You had to do rematches with people they knocked out in two rounds. It was ridiculous. The talent is already deep now. You, we're looking at World Boxing Super Series potentially at female because you can do, it's a deep talent pool. But let them get that three minute, let them let this sport grow a couple of years with the three minute rounds and you're going to get women in gyms. It's, you know, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a no brainer because the, 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 they, they need more time on air to showcase the talent. Those three minute rounds, there is a huge difference in boxing between a two minute round and a three minute round. End of different fight to watch. Different fight to watch. We all know there's a big difference between a 10-rounder and a 12-rounder. Anyone who knows anything about boxing knows that. But this is two, two to three-minute rounds. You know, it takes me half a minute to start concentrating on a round sometimes to watch, you know? So it's over. It's like it flies by. And it, it robs these ladies, girls and ladies, of what they put in at the gym. And they won't get the big paydays. They won't get those big paydays. Katie Taylor is a standout. Regina Helmich was a standout. Cecilia Breckers is a standout. But you, that's that's three girls in, in, in 25 years. Yeah, There should be loads of these, loads of them. And the reason it's not is because they haven't got a media package to sell. They don't have the rounds and they won't be as interesting until they change it. We've gone way over three minutes, but just to finish That's my up. rant. That's my rant. You allow me the rant. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Can you imagine how big a star Anne Wolf would have been these days with that knockout power? Yeah, imagine you would have been the pay per view one, six foot three. Oh, the character as well, the character. Theory. We can all talk about, you've got to talk about the characters, you know? It's all good being, you know, a big puncher of this, but you need the character. She was a character, you know? A cat, we're talking about her now, she's a character. You know, I remember Regina Helmich, sorry to go back, but she for me is still, despite Katie's achievement, still the the all-time greatest female boxer, Regina Helmich, in terms of a successful um, promotion. You know, that she, she, she's in Germany, a superstar. Nine million viewers, you know? That's insane. Insane. Insanity. So, anyways, I think, I think we made our point on the women. I think we need to change that. That's, that's, that's got to be done. Well, Kali, you've been a... I'll tell you what, Cully, for you. And, and, and Steve, Steve, let me just finish that thing. I just want to finish Josh, Josh Warrington because that, that one, we didn't quite finish. We're allowed to do this now. Um, you've got to look at it like this. We can all complain about these, I called them holding belts, yeah, regular championships. We can complain about them, but we're not going to get both scenarios. So you, if you're the number one, if I've got the number one guy and I want, I want in with Warrington, and I'm in the mandatory. I will push. I don't care, right, what situation is going on. That's not my job. My job is to look after my guy, right? And, you know, if, if the IBF, they strip Tyson on the Monday after ending the Klitschko era. <laughs> you got that, that, some set of balls, right? So we can either say, oh, well, you know, it should be the unification. Yeah. So what? So we're going to bend the rules then, aren't we? 
we got to bend the rules, you know. But then, but then, doesn't that take us back to oh, well, why don't we just make him interim? You know, so we're so easy in boxing. We're so easy to, you know, oh, but we really want that fight. So yeah, give him that to keep him happy, you know. And that's all it. That's all this situation is. So we can blame the, the, the federations all day long, creating this belt more sanctioning please. Yeah, of course, it's a business. It's a business, people. But guess what? We're the demand, you know. And I'm not talking as a pro now. I'm talking as a fan. Yeah. And if you ask me, the cycle around belts is very simple. The fans want to see them. Want to see it. The unit, you know. Look, I was reading. Um, I was reading a thing about Fury. Uh, Fury Joshua. That fight is going to take about $10 million to make before they paid the boxers to pay the sanctuary bodies and to pay the um, and to pay Wilder and uh, Uzik and whatever. So that is the demand of, to call it, the unification. They'll probably be unified for about an hour, yeah? because the move will be Uzik fights Joyce for the number one or whatever it is, or interim. And then the second that fight's over, they'll be asked to fight. They'll say, no, we're not going to do it. We're doing the second fight, relinquish the belt. And then the second fight will be for three belts. It's all bananas, but that's what it is. And that's that's the reason you get in these situations like Warrington is now. Calais, you made your points brilliantly. You, you were one guest it was worth ignoring John's bell for. Now, John's going to be lecturing me for a week now. You don't have to deal with him every other day. You don't have to deal with him. You sat and that's it. He's, he's laughing, but he's really angry. He's never he's really angry with, with, with this. But, Calais, you've been a great guest. Can we get you back on in a couple of months again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Love to. Love to. Love to. Thank you, John. Thank you, Calais. Um, and uh, I'll, we'll see everyone next week, John. And I think yeah, thank you very much, lads. For next week. Thanks, Jens. Thank you. For all boxing info, news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro across the north, click and subscribe. VIP boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.